Hello and welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news and all other photographic announcements that we found interesting. It's Constant here and here is... Becky. Yay, number 32. That's right. It's all about numbers today. Q1 financials, that's by Nikon, and SIPA number as well. Oh, wow. It's a double whammy. All in the same podcast. <laughs> and now when we've lost all the viewers, or at least 95% of them, <laughs> let's move on to the main topic of the day. No, so, but but to be fair, you have um, made them a bit more concise. Yes. So it's not going to be all um, numbers and figures melting your brain slowly. Well, I think that we gave enough break for everyone mm -hmm. from the numbers where we talked a lot about cameras, but... The numbers are important because we want to know how healthy is Nikon economically. That's right. And Nikon did report better than expected results for the first quarter of their 2022 year. So revenue was 132.2 billion yen. Hmm. Operating profit is 19.9 billion yen. So almost 20 billion. There's some profit. We like that. Absolutely. And the good thing that four divisions out of five mm -hmm. actually made a profit. That's good. It's really good. Even their healthcare group finally made a profit. Because uh, before they were just kind of investing in it, but not actually making a profit out of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And let's look at the imaging division. We're not going to touch precision and healthcare and all this. So just imaging this time. That's all we care about, really. Exactly. Those are cameras, lenses, all the good things that we like. Mm -hmm. So the revenue in, for imaging division was 50 billion yen. So it was 25.1 in previous quarter so that's pretty good it doubled basically yeah, it's doubled the revenue for imaging division was 50 billion yen this quarter this year which is almost twice better than the same quarter last year it was 25.1 right okay doubled the profits quarter to quarter comparatively exactly and then the operating profit was 9.2 billion yen, okay? Right. Last year, the same quarter, it was minus 8.3 billion. So it effectively was loss of 8.3 billion yen. Bearing in mind that April to June last year was the beginning of lockdown, was uh, when everything was going very strangely in yeah. the world. In fact, when everyone was sitting at home. Yes. And not buying the cameras. Mm. So that makes sense. And then we've got uh, interchangeable lens type uh, units sold mm -hmm. in thousands. In thousands. So 220,000 versus last year's same quarter, 140,000. That's 80,000 more, isn't it? It is. You too can do quick maths. Absolutely, especially <laughs> when I see them on the screen. And then interchangeable lenses was 390,000 units sold mm -hmm. versus last year's 220,000. And you know what's surprising? That the compact cameras are still selling and they've sold 70,000 of those, which is 20,000 more than at the same time of last year. So That's impressive. The Coolpix division is still there, apparently. It's still kicking and alive. It's not bad, isn't it? Not at all. All right. Well, let's have a look at the sales by the segment and the region. Okay. okay. So the overall, in terms of segments, the imaging division made 38% of all the revenue that made um, that Nikon made this year. Right. Okay. And they sold the most cameras, apparently, in China. That's interesting, isn't it? So China has... Yes, that's... Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is interesting, but I think that we saw something a couple of weeks ago that was suggesting something similar, that the sale of Nikon cameras in China had gone up quite dramatically. That's true. And then the second best is United States, 20%, 14% in Europe, 14% also in Japan. It's interesting how Japan itself 
covers the sales of the whole Europe. Yeah. And then the rest of the territory is covered 18% for sale. Cool. Let's have a look at the forecasts. Okay. Nikon is projecting uh, 170 billion yen in sales by the end of the year and 12 billion in profit. That's based on selling 750,000 cameras, effectively, so interchangeable lens cameras, and 1.3 million lenses. Mm. There are also 250,000 uh, compact cameras being sold. Okay, that's, that's their forecast. That's the forecast. Mm. Those estimates are conservative. They still assume that there will be parts supply problem. Right. So it may improve if the parts will become freely available. Doesn't excite me though. But the good news is that they're conservative in their estimates. Yes. So actually the upside is actually higher than downside. Yes. Potentially. Okay, good. So, Based on what we're seeing here, the only segment of Nikon that didn't make a profit was the corporate. What's PL? Papalima. <laughs> so the only segment that didn't make a profit for them or made a loss actually of minus 16 billion, billion yen, yen. Yeah. yes okay so made a loss was the corporate yeah corporate is normally means restructuring moving offices consolidating the companies remember that it's quite difficult to make a profit on yeah that. exactly mm. it's effectively you spend money Yes. And combining with the, you know all things together with the plan that eventually it should streamline the things and effectively they will be efficient doing things therefore they will create some profit out of it yes okay well let's talk about imaging products business okay. forecast nikon says so 19.8 billion year to year so they've surpassed that now they say the digital camera market continues to recover uh, to its recovery trend the market for mid-high-end cameras and lenses remains strong they continue to launch products and pro hobbyist cameras they revised the revenue upward of 170 billion for the full year forecast compared to the previous year. And they will focus on stable supply of parts, including semiconductors, for cameras and lenses. Well, that's something. It's something that I would write as well. To make everybody think good thoughts. Exactly. So what do they say about operating profit backs? So operating profit was surpassed by 48.3 billion yen mm -hmm. year on year. That's good. That's good. Uh, the full year operating profit is expected to increase by 7 billion yen from the previous forecast due to higher sales price of product. So basically, in a nutshell, because of the restructuring. Yes. Remember that, that word? The restructuring, which we've yeah. talked so much about. It was ongoing topic for like last 30 podcasts, I think. Yes. So because of that, they're kind of now making a profit from areas where they weren't previous making a profit because of the restructuring. So the expectancy is that it will increase by 7 billion yen. Exactly. And then they're talking about the higher sales as well um, and higher sales prices. So yes. effectively, remember what we talked about? you know, higher margins, lower sales. Yeah. So that seems like that relates to that I'm as gonna well. I'm going to put the prices up a little bit. So now, obviously, we talked about shortages. Uh, looking at the inventory, it's historically low this time of the year. And again, shortage in mm. supply of parts, semiconductors, etc., etc. Yes. Now, research and developments for this year is projected to be for imaging products at about 26%. It was 28% last year. More or less 2% is about the same. Okay. Tom Hogan looked at the numbers. And he said that the only anomaly that he can find in Nikon presentation was that the profit for the second half of the year is only 20% of what they forecast in the first half. That seems to be a clue that Nikon isn't done writing down underperforming assets as they tend to do that at the end of the fiscal year if possible. Remember when we talked about three months ago, mm -hmm. and obviously you don't remember because when we talk about Nikon financials, you generally just 
I'm somewhere in a happy else. place. I am somewhere. I'm completely somewhere else. I'm at home with a cup of coffee and reading a good book. Okay, but let me brief you in real quick. Yeah, what they did in the last quarter, financial quarter. Yes. They didn't release any cameras, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of all doom and gloom. I remember that. And they said, we're going to write off a bunch of stuff. And there was um, production equipment, the old stock inventory, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So, and the reason for that being is, well, why won't you give up the bad news now? Mm-hmm. And then the next year, it's all going to be positive. So it looks yes. like it's just the trend they do every year. So technically, if they're going to write off a bunch of equipment, let's say, or inventory, at the end of Q4, mm. that's of course we will lower their revenue because there's a lot of stuff to write off. Right. I, I see the strategy. Tom did also point out that Nikon's forecast numbers don't seem to hint at any significant new camera models in 2021, other than the Z9, which isn't a volume product. It is not volume product. That's true because obviously, if you look at D6 sales, they're so they're, first of all, it would be the most expensive camera, and you can line up, and therefore they tend to sell um, to professionals. Yes. Now, I tend to agree and disagree with that statement because Tom says that we may not see new cameras. I think we will see the announcements, but obviously, if you release a new camera, something will get discontinued. Mm-hmm. So some sales will, you know, we'll get reduction in sales on the older products. Yes. But then we'll get new sales of the new products. Yeah. And if you look at this, then the numbers will generally be all kind of balanced up. Yes. And also think that the Z9 will possibly be more popular than Nikon expects. Yeah. According to our theory, Z9 will be everything we wished for. Yes. At a fantastic price of $25,000. <laughs> no, it's not. But um, from what we hear, it's not going to be six or 7000 So. You yeah, never know. So fingers crossed it fingers will be a, a slightly more attainable price, but I think in doing yeah. so, that will make it harder to um, supply the demand. Absolutely. 4 99 £4.99. £4.99. <laughs> Bargain. Absolutely. Three but, for a tenner. But who knows? I mean, I want to be surprised. Yes. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. That's what we would like. All right. So looking at Nikon, Nikon is now in much stronger and healthier position financially compared mm-hmm. to last year. And we can look at that by just looking at their liabilities, equities, and assets. So they're doing much better. Um, but also, Nikon stock mm. has been up on the news, about 5%. Ah. And it is up 58% year to date. So if you bought one share at $6.10. When we told you to. Exactly. <laughs> it is now at $10.43. Not bad, isn't it? Not bad at all. And that's Q1 Financials for you, simplified. Woo, we made it. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Okay. All right, with financial numbers out of the way, let's talk about new Nikon registrations. Yes. So a new battery charger was registered in Korea. It's the MH33. Uh, Nokushita reports that Nikon have registered it in that region. It's difficult to say whether the charger is for the upcoming Z9, doubt it somehow, or uh, if it is for something else like the Z30. Okay. Well, let's speculate, right? So we love to speculate. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's talk what Nikon will release next Mm. because we didn't talk about this last podcast. So Z thirty, yeah. So I would assume that Z thirty is effectively based on Z fifty without LCD, effectively without built-in viewfinder. Yes. Now, if that's the case, it would use the EL twenty-five battery. I would hope so. And however, saying that, 
the MH32 was the charger for the Z50 and the ZFC. That's correct, yes. So if the Z30 takes the same battery, then it should take an MH32. Exactly. See what I mean? Luckily, so far, we've been quite quite fortunate with the, with the releases. The Z6, Z7, Z62, Z72, and the Z5 have all taken the MH25A Indeed. and the Eonio 15 now C version batteries. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that continues. Obviously, with a bigger camera like the Z9, I would expect a bigger battery. Will they incorporate the Ineal 18C, do you think, or is that too big? Well, that's my point. Because mm. if you're thinking that is the battery for Z30, it's effectively will be a smaller battery mm. than Z50. Now, Z50 is battery is by a lot of people, especially videographers, is considered to be quite small battery. So um, you will need to get two or three just, you know, to go through a video shoot. But then getting hold of two or three is is the biggest challenge at this moment in time. Yeah, at the moment, the um, ENL, was it 25 battery, was out of stock for quite some time. And it just comes in and out, out of the stock effectively all the time. Yeah, we haven't seen them in months. So it's um, it's very awkward. It would be quite nice if this was the charger for the z9 mm -hmm. just because it means that the z9 is on its way yes and no because the camera uses enl 18 battery then it wouldn't need it wouldn't need another charger good point unless mh33 is effectively mh26 charger rebarged and potentially have a usb-c connection instead of just a standard connection that all Nikon chargers have. So that's my thought. Okay. And you know, I quite like that because the MH26A has been out of stock, like most things, for a number of months. Indeed. And it part of me wondered if they were they were reappropriating stock for the Z9 release yeah. or manufacturing, you know, assembly line for that or whether or not it was going to be soon to be discontinued or what. Because when you haven't seen something like a battery charger for so many months, it, it kind of starts to beg the question. Good question. Absolutely. And then obviously 26 has a, had an AK version where it would come with a little adapters that you could put all the batteries in there as well. In your four A's, etc. What my hope is that Nikon, Nikon with Z9 still uses 18 version of the battery. It could yeah. be D or E, doesn't matter. But if, as long as it's the same shape, because if it's a completely new battery, it will upset a lot of D, six or d5 users yes because a lot of professionals will switch there so you don't want to spend another 150 pounds just for a spare battery exactly and if it's got the shooting capabilities that we're expecting it to have it will need one of those big chunky batteries for sure absolutely you know my bet is mm. it's probably one of those coolpix cameras it's a new coolpix that's what <laughs> you heard it here first folks absolutely because z30 will have in l25 battery it just makes sense to keep everything in one place yes it does it does for a number of reasons so you're probably right it's for something different fingers crossed um we also had a little bit of a drama this last week nikon d850 was listed as discontinued with bnh and oh, then no. i know and then relisted as on back order and the internet exploded absolutely they just couldn't handle it the you funny know. thing is that this happens quite a lot with online retailers is someone will accidentally list as for example out of stock but they'll accidentally click discontinued instead you know because it was out of stock uh then when it was accidentally listed discontinued a lot of people who ordered camera with them got an automated email oh i see stating that unfortunately we can't fulfill your order yeah because it's been discontinued mm. so imagine you know how people felt yeah. and the problem with bnh that they do tend to close for weekends yes so you can't contact them yeah. you can't order anything 
So you have to hang for like two days. I could be wrong on how many days you can hang, but you know, to just wait for an answer. Well, I like their style though. Absolutely. <laughs> working on the weekend. I would like to be close for two days as well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, now, the good news is that the D850 is not discontinued by any stretch of the imagination. We do have some small stock available if you are looking for a D850. So never fear. Uh, you can buy it at Grace. It's alive and kicking. And it is the best DSLR Nikon ever made. Without a doubt. All right. Well, the next one up, I think, Becky, this one is for you because you went to the Open a couple of weeks ago. I'm officially au fait with all golfing terms. Uh, not really. But the Nik Nikon, the Nikon, Nikon introduced three new golfers laser rangefinders. And I was actually looking at these in the open gift shop while we were there. Mm -hmm. um, they had binoculars for sale and the laser rangefinders. And I thought, this is so useful. Um, so they've released a CoolShot 50i, a CoolShot Lite stabilized and a CoolShot Pro 2. So those are all three rangefinders designed for golf so that you can obviously clearly measure the distance between you and the and the hole, or for example, if you've, uh, I'm going to... Becky knows golf. Go, I know golf. But you know, to be honest with you, your knowledge is it's much better than mine. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, do you know what a birdie is? Yes, I know what birdie is. I know what par is. And I only know it from Mario Golf. I can tell you that much. <laughs> That's quite useful, actually, yeah. to have played Mario. Yes, Dan said the same thing when we went. He said he knew all the terms from... Yes, and I know they have a set of different clubs. Yes, don't call know. them sticks or bats. No. Clubs. You'll get thrown out. Absolutely. And then, of course, you need to wear your Ralph Lauren polo. Exactly. It's special. I did go into the um, into the gift. It was a gift marquee, not a gift shop, really. Uh -huh. It was okay. a massive tent. And uh, every single polo shirt was priced over £100. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, this is this is not a sport for those who do not want to spend money on the additional accessories for it you know absolutely you know where i live i have about five golf clubs just around me with it like 10 minutes drive proximity yeah it feels like it tells me <laughs> that i should be in a different price bracket <laughs> yeah. bracket earning wise yes <laughs> to live in the area where i live to join the golf course well, exactly. golf club yeah but it's fine during the covid uh, lockdown we used to walk there without tilly because they don't allow dogs in there yes but it's a nice walk it was so peaceful yeah it's true very true. Next one up. Yes. Nikon ZFC Digitutor is now available with the tips and tricks videos on the new camera. Well, some of them are in Japanese, but if you've got a new camera, you can watch them anyway. Yes, exactly. If you're one of those lucky few that have managed to get your hands on a ZFC and you need some Digitutoring, then you can check out the Digitutor. Is it an app? No, it's a website. Yeah, okay. And then they have YouTube videos on it. I was kind of hoping that they would have... Because, you know, they had that Nikon manual viewer and then it got discontinued. That's true. And the manual viewer had the quick start guides and it had all the extra stuff. And they That's true. I out. think they need to release a, an app which is called a Nikon Hub. That's a great idea. For everything Nikon. Imagine all you do, you can register your camera there mm. and you register your ZFC and bam, you got tutorials right there. Yeah. You registered your flash. And you got the you know, TTL tutorials, et cetera, et cetera. And you can keep your 
uh, you know, your equipment in one place, the list, you can potentially hire equipment or get it on loan from Nikon. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice. And then you've got the instruction manuals access. That would be cool. Exactly. Um, it would also be great if they had, for example, recommended accessories for your items, because a lot of the time our phone calls and inquiries consist of what cable release works with my camera or what hood works with my lens. That's true. And if you had kind of like a central location for that. Anyway, Nick on, <laughs> get your app developers on it. <laughs> Hire us. <laughs> we'll give you all the ideas. The professionals. That's right. We won't be able to actually build an app for yeah. you, but we can give you ideas. Yeah, I would say the professionals influencers. No, we are content creators. That's what we are. All right, let's get back to the numbers. Right. Joy. More numbers to come. Nikkei published the digital camera global market share for 2020, which was last year, I'd like to point out. Yes, well, it takes a year for them to publish things. Right. And since we're in 2021, mm. we can't have the share for 2021. Okay, fine. But because it's... it's a real year, <laughs> not a fiscal one. Okay, it's a calendar year. It's a calendar. They published a calendar <laughs> with months and pictures on them. <laughs> with pictures of different cameras. All on. right, who's number one? Uh, Canon. 47.9%. Boo. No. Okay. Very well done to Canon. Obviously, we're not that interested in Canon equipment, but such is life. Yeah. Uh, second up is Sony with 22.1%. Yeah. I've heard PS5 sold really, really well. Mm. So, you know. And all those TVs that they make. Absolutely. But Nikon is proud third at 13.7%. Yeah. Which beats Fuji and Panasonic. Not bad. Yeah, so of the six, we're kind of smack bang in the middle. Which is, you know, nothing to say that this is bad or good, but that there is a potential there, mm -hmm. I would say, for growth. And, well, with Nikon hopefully releasing nice products within this year, so Z9, Z30, mm -hmm. and we can dream of the rest. Yes. Uh, who knows, maybe they will, well, at least I wouldn't go to the second place, but at least shorten the distance. Yes, I agree. That would be that would be very nice to see. And next one up is June Sipa numbers. Sipa. <laughs> All right, we continue with our penguins. The chart is looking beautiful this year, so and this month as well. It's a great penguin. All right, so, well, the June body shipments are a little bit lower than um, May shipments. So that's okay. It's not too low. And then the lens sales, however, increased compared to last month. Okay. Mirrorless now has 56% unit share of all interchangeable lens cameras and 76.1% of shipped value. How much money they make. Wow. Of all the camera sales, wow. they do 76% of total sales. So when people say, oh, is mirrorless really taking over DSLR? Well, yes. Yes, it is. That's exactly. the answer to that. We're, we're looking at the sales. Obviously, maybe from in terms of how many people have DSLRs, mm. obviously there's a lot more people have now DSLRs compared to mirrorless. Of course. But because mirrorless is a new technology, people eventually decide to switch and buy a new camera. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, mirrorless cameras sell a lot more compared to digital SLRs. Yes. Um, fun fact, it looks like Nikon may have the majority sales in DSLRs over Sony and Canon. Well, looking at Sony, well, they don't really have any DSLRs to start with. Canon still sell ones, but seems like that Nikon outperforms them. But to be honest with you, it's, always, it's almost like saying, well, Leica is leading them in film camera sales because only Leica makes film cameras. Yes. All right, well, let's have a look at the numbers. June 2021 numbers are calendar year to date. So DSLR units are 21% up year to date, shipped value 48.9 billion, pretty mm -hmm. good. Mirrorless 55% year to date, and it's 114% up in shipped value 
again, in how much money they made. Wow. Now, DX non-full-frame lenses are 15% up year-to-date. Okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And then full-frame lenses and larger format lenses are 64% up um, year-to-date and 118 billion yen in shipped value. That's pretty good, isn't it? That is good. So SIPA estimates, based on the first six months' performance, they predict that the full year of overall sales of interchangeable lens cameras will be 7.33 million. Now, this is better compared to uh, last year. They sold 5.3 billion. Mm -hmm. So 7.3 is better than 5.8, isn't it? So that's pretty good. (laughs) I guess. Uh, But it is still lower than 2019 and 2018. So in 2019, they've sold 8.4 million and uh, um, in 2018, 10.7. So we're seeing a kind of steady decline. Indeed. But at the same time, compared to last year, we see a bit of improvement. Yes. We talked about that the overall the market is shrinking because obviously if you look at the mobile phones, yeah, a lot of people buying those. Mm. If you look at compact camera sales, they've declined as well. Yes. So not many people nowadays buying a dedicated camera for their work. But to be honest with you, looking at hi-fi equipment as well, how many of you own an amplifier, a pre-amplifier mm. for your vinyl deck? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or potentially, um, what else they do? <laughs> An amplifier, preamplifier. Preamp, amp, um, a phono stage, and obviously a dedicated set of speakers. Of course. So the market, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a niche thing. Yeah. And it looks to me that, unfortunately, the photographic equipment and video equipment comes into that place as well. Right. Because mobile phones. Yes, yes. But no, I was thinking, it's it's actually really interesting because... Because our world is so photography centric mm-hmm. and and Nikon centric as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I had a lovely um, engineer come around and fix something at the house the other day. Mm-hmm. My tumble dryer stopped working. And, um, and, you know, you get into a conversation with someone and they say, oh, what do you do for a living? And I said, oh, well, I, I work in an exclusively Nikon camera store. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get this kind of blank look of like, oh, so like for professional photographers and that you know and Mm -hmm. the the level of sort of reality if you like of what how much a camera equipment can take over your life is very different for someone who's not a photographer so we may think like oh the numbers are down and stuff like that but there's all these people out there that know nothing about cameras that's true and then from the opposite end of things everyone is professional photographer yeah so it's it's so strange as you say some people say oh yeah photography don't know anything about that phone is fine you know so and then you can get any camera nowadays you can get a d3500 and call yourself a professional photographer yeah exactly it's it's a very very changing market and i've been doing a bit of research into you know historically how photography has developed mm-hmm. um and it's interesting to see that photography was considered a very scientific and very revered profession mm-hmm. some 100 years ago oh absolutely and is now you know you would it was a whole big deal to oh, yeah. go to a studio and have a family portrait That's right. taken. and it required so much knowledge as well yeah. how to do that the whole photographic process and how to change the plate and they, they started with a quite large format exactly and uh 
And now, you know, you're like, oh, my mate's got a camera. I'm going to get him to take some pictures. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> unprofessional. Though. Uh, I want to ask our viewers, uh, what do you consider um, of being called a professional photographer? In my personal opinion, you have to make money from your photography to be called professional photographer. Everyone else is keen enthusiasts that create amazing pictures as good as professional photographers. Yeah. But if you have to separate those things, I think, yes, you have to make your money from actual taking pictures in order to be called that. But if you think differently, do let us know in the comments below. Yeah, for sure. We'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, for your weekend read and watch segment, first up, we have shooting action on the Z6 II with the Nikon ambassador, Jason Boland on his YouTube channel. Some action right there on his channel. But the one that I personally recommend you is Nikon old camera commercials. They're Japanese. They're shot between 1977 and 1994. And it's on Keigo Mirayama YouTube channel. Lovely stuff. Go check that out. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Please give us a like and a subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and perhaps a follow and maybe even a review if you're listening on a podcast platform. We would love it very much. Absolutely. And if you have a rumor to share, do send it to media at graceoverspeens.co.uk. And if you want to find us on places like Instagram, where can we find you, Bex? Uh, me, it's Rebecca underscore Danese. And you? Constant Kochkin. Nice. Uh, all of the links for things that we have mentioned today are in the description box or the podcast notes. So you can check out those as well. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.